Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Uh Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Hey, guess what day it is. Oh, come on. I know you can hear me. It's hump day. Woo-woo! Pump day. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Jake coming at you from our Carrier Zone studios here at Vivint Arena. Austin Horton across the glass from me. And uh, soon to be safely social distancing from Casa de Monson, the one the only Gordon Monson is resetting his machine and will be joining us here in a moment. How's it going in there, Austin? It's going well. Uh, he said, quote, Oh, this machine's doing weird things, Austin. I've got to reset it. And I said, well, which one will you be calling in on? He said, well, whichever one shows up. So... So thoughts and prayers. Whichever one shows up is is rarely a good strategy. So I've got you in my left ear. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I've got one in my right ear and two in my right ear, and I've got three on standby. So we'll see. So call. It, is, I need more things to do. Is what you're saying. We'll see. Well, we do have a big day on the big show today. Uh, the guest lineup, man, it doesn't get much better than this. Mannix. At 3 o'clock, our good friend Chris Mannix from Sports Illustrated. We'll ask him about uh, the madness that is the NBA offseason. Oh, I told him we were going to talk boxing. Oh, good. Yeah, we'll, we'll bring <laughs> up the, the, the Tyson, uh, who's he fighting again? Roy Jones Jr. fight? Oh, Mike Tyson? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that like this weekend? Oh, I have no idea. It is. Lloyd says it is. Yeah, yeah. I think that's this weekend. I don't know how I Aren't feel. Aren't they both a combined age of like 102? Yeah, I don't know how I feel about the concept of old man boxing. It just doesn't seem... Seems like those uh, old... Never mind. Well, here's the thing, though, is that all these uh, Mike Tyson fans, you know, like I heard uh, Coach Miley from Utah State on with Hans and Scotty talk about, you know, what a big Mike Tyson fan he is. Are, are they just setting themselves up for disappointment because, you know, he's in his 50s? Oh, you, you think Roy Jones is going to beat him? No, he's in his 50s. I'm just saying you're not going to, like, recapture the magic. Of what Tyson is uh, in your mind, uh, I Right. I don't— I don't. Because I still think Tyson will win. But. Well, I honestly have no idea. I, I'm just hoping for no, uh, like, injured hips. <laughs> you don't want a, a Barbado? What's that horse? Barbosa? Well, oh, Barbaro. Yeah. Barbaro, a, yeah. We don't want to see that. See, now I get the, the senior division in golf, right? I get that, you know? Your your skills fade somewhat. You don't hit the ball as far or whatever, but you're not like, you know, getting concussions or anything. Sure, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're not you're not putting your body like I don't want to see I, I don't want to see a senior uh, football league. Well, no, <laughs> that although we saw a great moment in a CFL Hall of Fame reunion get together a few years back, where one guy with a walker and one guy with a cane. 
that still had some bad blood after 42 years of playing against each other got into some fisticuffs right there on the stage. Now that's a lot of bad blood. That was, and it was entertaining. But well, no, we don't want to see that. Well, yeah, bad blood is we often. We don't like fights. Often entertaining. But yeah, I just don't, uh, I don't know about. Uh, but strapping on the pads and a helmet. Yeah. You don't I, need yeah. to be seeing well, that. I don't, I don't need to see two 50-year-olds box. I really don't. And isn't it like 48 bucks a person? Oh, I'm sure a pay-per-view or oh, whatever? Oh, I'm sure they're milking every nickel yeah. uh, they possibly can out of this whole thing. So, yeah, I won't be tuning in for that. Not at all. But I'm sure we'll see the highlight on Twitter or something. I don't know. I know sports bars everywhere are mad the coronavirus is here because those things are like magnets. Like this event? Oh, like the, the pay-per-view events. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I get and that. And do you know how much money they make selling those events to sports bars? Because sports bars don't they don't let them just like, hey, we subscribed once. Come on in, everyone. It's not forty-eight ninety-nine. No, no. For the it's sports bar. Significantly more expensive than that. Because they do it per capita or per yeah, ca- yeah. capacity or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, that's a tough business to be in these days anyway. The sports bar business? Yeah, yeah that's not good. Not not good. Get, get a get a beer to go on your way home. Support your uh, no, that doesn't work. Yeah. Although uh, Ben Winslow of Fox Thirteen had some good news yesterday for those who partake at the liquor stores. Oh yeah, they've come out with a program. The DABC is uh, starting a pilot program of curbside delivery oh. at the liquor stores. Hmm. They wouldn't let my brother's karaoke business sell alcohol, but they'll let you have a drive-through. So, well, I mean, the idea of not packing them into the building seems like a good one. Sure. I know. Uh, Coronavirus, uh, yes. But pre-COVID, they wouldn't let a karaoke bar sell yeah. alcohol, but they're letting you just roll through and hand it through the window. Well, I'll tell you this. I, I uh, picked up a bottle of wine on Monday for, for uh, the Thanksgiving affair, and uh, the line was long, and that was Monday. So <laughs> so, so you're in favor of this. I, I cannot imagine what today's like. To our listeners that are wrapped around some building <laughs> in line at the liquor store right now, Hang in there, because I bet it's rough. Which, knowing our listeners, I'm sure all of them are wrapped around the building there. Because the the uh, the liquor store is is they're uh, they're doing it right where they only allow you know x amount of people inside the building because they don't want to overcrowd it or whatever. But it means that the line line outside can get uh, a little long. Was the line longer at the liquor store or when you went for free shred day at the credit union? Oh. Weren't you like city blocks? Yeah, back it, on know the what? free shred day. It was it was the free shred day. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we had a big pile of things that we needed shredded at our house just a few weeks ago, and I remembered your horror story, and so I've been sending them piecemealing them uh, to uh, Whitney's been taking them to work and putting them in their shred. You're day. a smart man. You know the only uh, good byproduct of that is I think I caught an entire episode of Utah Car Sense. Just chilling uh, yeah. there. <laughs> Open to close. I caught the whole thing. Well, thank you. It was great. Riveting show. Uh, Wait, is that the day you called in? No, that oh, okay, wasn't right. uh, the day I called in. The day I called in, I was on my way to do the uh, the BYU pregame show. Uh, I, I'm told, I'm instructed that the man is here. The man, the myth, the legend, Gordon Monson. Hello. You know, Jake, they say that uh, if uh, how's this how's that saying go about uh, if you repeat the same thing over and over again and expect a different result? That's the definition of insanity. Yeah, I've heard that. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, not in the case of this here machine, because I had to repeat the same thing five times before it came through. So uh, anyway, it finally worked and I'm here and I'm happy to be here. 
Yeah, we weren't, uh, We were, you know, not that you haven't shown off your technical acumen during this whole thing, but uh, when, when Austin asked you which line you were dialing in on and you said, we'll see what comes up, that didn't inspire a ton of confidence. Well, we, because sometimes different things come up on the screen. So it's, <laughs> I know. And that was the problem. It wasn't coming up on the screen. Well, and you said you were going to send me an email right away, and I still haven't received it. Yeah, well, that's because I was trying to get the machine turned off. <laughs> well, priorities, that's good. That's yeah. good. Your your so, mind's in the right spot there. Yeah, anyway, it's working now, so I'm oh, happy to be Well, send here. that email, if you would. I will. Pass that right along. How you doing, buddy? You doing all right? Hanging I'm in there? Right. Yeah, I'm the doing sun's well. out? Yeah, sun's out. It's a, This is a day that, uh, in a normal year, is always a day that everyone's fired up about. Because, you know, they get that feeling like, okay, tomorrow's Thanksgiving, and, and most people who have... Jobs that don't, uh, you know, that uh, when you're not swinging the pick in the salt mine, you don't have to work on Thursday or Friday. But uh, we swing the pick in the salt mine on Friday, not tomorrow. And whenever Lisa's bringing in mulch. Uh, yeah, that too. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, it seems like the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, my memory of that day through the years uh, especially when I was younger, uh, you know, because you and I enjoy our jobs. We like what we do. And so it's always nice to get some time off, but it's not like we don't like going, you know, going to work and, and doing what we do. But man, I remember when I was in school, I, I so looked forward to this. Uh, th- this Wednesday it was just such a day to celebrate because, you know, on Thursday, you, you eat all that turkey. And we used to always play a football game. Uh, either on Thursday or Friday, and so it was. It was a time of excitement. So, hopefully, our listeners, even though this year's a little different, hopefully they'll be able to take some satisfaction in knowing that uh, tomorrow's a holiday. Now, some people have to work on the holiday as well, and that's okay. We appreciate the fact that there are people out there who are doing their jobs, but for many people, it is uh, a time to uh, relax a little bit and uh, maybe rest some of the worries on their minds so did you know today has a a title that uh, today has a name the wednesday before thanksgiving has a name and this this makes total sense uh like pluck a bird day no pluck a bird day wow uh morbid blackout wednesday it's called blackout wednesday oh really why because it's the biggest binge drinking night of the year This is a true thing. I, I wait, had, wait, I had really? been told wait a that, minute. What about St. Patrick's Day? No, this uh, exceeds St. Patrick's Day. What be- about New Year's Eve? This exceeds that, too, because, you know, if if I am going to be hungover, sitting on a couch watching football with a bunch of food is is pretty much the way to do it. Well, that, that tells me everything I need to know about how much you participate in the food preparation process. Well, we know that, your, that, your that, can that, opening that, aside, you're doing the same that's thing. Not true. I think Lisa set that record straight and put both of you guys in your yeah, place. Yeah, it's multiple cans, and even and if no, you're... It's, there isn't a single can of anything. Well, uh, let me think about that before I say it. That's impossible. There's the only thing that there's a can is involved. Isn't really a can; it's a container with the uh, with the uh, the. Uh, 
the onion ring. I things. still do not believe you that you make your own cream of I mushroom do? soup from no, scratch. No. I don't. I don't believe that. No, I don't. I, Campbell's I get, doesn't make listen, their own. Right. Listen, I, I go get the mushroom. Well, I say don't go get it, but I prepare the mushrooms, cut them up, but I leave them chunky because I like the the chunky mushroom feel because you know when you when you're preparing We've heard a this meal, story yeah, we have times. we don't need to go no, down no. No. when you're, when you're, you're preparing a meal it's more than just the way it tastes it's it's the texture it's it's the way it feels anyway thanks martha but anyway blackout wednesday is today so i i wonder blackout so don't drive tonight folks i don't well i don't i i wonder how blackout wednesday is going to be celebrated this year i think more home celebrations are probably more likely which is probably yeah. good for everybody Yes, I would agree. But uh, part of the reason, too, is because, like, uh, if you think about it, college students who are doing the majority of the, the partying, uh, usually, uh, often go home from universities, right? So everybody sees their old friends and they go out together. So that's kind of the other thing. Hmm. Well, okay. Well, it's a holiday tomorrow. So hopefully folks will find something to be grateful for and be able to spend some time with with uh, or downtime, I guess I'll put it that way. Some people cannot get together with the group they normally do, but whoever you're spending it with, uh, we hope uh, you have an enjoyable time. Yeah, no doubt. All right, we do have a busy day, Gordon. I, I mentioned this before. Um, great guest lineup. We've got uh, Chris Mannix jumping on at 3 o'clock, David Locke at 4, Derek Favors at 5, and, of course, we've got a lot of college football to get to as well. Let's uh, waste no more time. It's time for the split story of the day. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah, Kalani, what was the message that was sent by the committee tonight to BYU regarding your place in the college football world? I don't know. I don't know all the details. I, and I didn't get to hear much. Uh, what did the um, – I forgot the guy from uh, whoever spoke. I was getting ready to get on the show. Do you remember his name? Arda, the commissioner? Or the, or yeah. The, yeah, yeah. So I guess I guess it was him that spoke and mentioned – they mentioned BYU, you know. and, and But last I checked, I didn't know that the, the, the quarterback for Boise State played defense. So, you know. Uh, I, I think if they're going to really look at it, they should probably look at all the different things. And, and, and we know how hard it is to win with your third string quarterback. We did it last year. So, you know, I, I just know that we have a team that's really deep and, um, you know, I'm, I'm getting, I, I'm trying not to get too frustrated. I know Jay wants to see me get mad and all that, but I, I just know we have a team that's really deep. We've been, you guys have seen us. You guys have seen games where you're like, Hey, where's this guy? Where's that guy? We've never been full strength, but we don't cry about it either. You know, we just we just go on and play and and we feel really good with our depth. But how many times have we played with missing linemen or missing position here and there and, and really haven't skipped a beat as a team? And I think that's a huge compliment to our depth on our team, huge compliment to our coaches and the development of our players. And then huge compliment to the talent that we have here. That was Kalani Satake yesterday, uh, Gordon. Um, he was talking about Gary Barta, who's the Iowa athletic director and also the chairperson of the uh, college football playoff committee, and uh, saw some interesting interaction <laughs> on Twitter. And I want to get your thoughts on this because you were uh, name-dropped out there by world-famous celebrity Jay Drew. You ready for this? Sure. Je uh, uh, just, uh, I would imagine, a reader, I don't know, Jeff, uh, sends, out a, sends out a tweet uh, no, he actually covers BYU recruiting for CougarSportsInsider.com. Uh, sent out this tweet. 
Uh, I mean, I'm not one for conspiracy theories. 100% yes, I am. But Gary Barta was the AD at Wyoming from 2003 to 2006. And there is a non-zero chance uh, that he really, really hates BYU like everyone who has ever resided in Laramie. And then Jay retweeted that and said, uh, after Max was 20 for 22 for 302 yards and four touchdowns and BYU's 52 to zero route in 2009, me, Monson, and Graham walked into a diner in downtown Laramie to get something to eat before heading home. No BYU gear or anything, but they all knew we weren't locals. They wouldn't serve us. Ha ha. <laughs> Is that true? Uh, if memory serves, uh, it was really crowded, and we stood there for a while and got no uh, no attention. So, so, uh, so are, are, are what uh, the the guy was insinuating that uh, Gary Barta is a cowboy in Hawkeye clothing. Uh, <laughs> that's that probably doesn't work to a BYU's advantage. I'll say it that way. No, it doesn't. And and it comes back to something, Gordon, that, that you and I have chatted about for some time now. BYU does not have a voice in the room. In fact, everybody in the room doesn't want to include BYU. And that, that's, that issue made itself clear yesterday on the with the first Man, rankings. Jake, I'll give you credit. Tip of the hat to you, my friend, because once again, you were right. And you were more right than I thought you – well, I, I thought you were right – but it, it has become absolutely clear, the word you just used, that uh, that there is something going on in that room that is different than what almost everybody else thinks. And that can be shown. I, I saw uh, on Twitter today that of the AP voters, none of them had BYU at 14 or lower. 60 voters, I think, is the number on 60, that, too? I thought, I thought I saw 64. Okay. And and that, that really that really struck me. And look, I've, I've been critical of BYU in the past. They've been trying to upgrade their schedules, and they just haven't been good enough to, to beat those schedules. And I don't know whether they would be good enough this year or not. The teams, the P5 teams that they had on their schedule really weren't as good this year as they have been in some years. But... I, I, I do think they are limited to some extent, but this year, based on what I've seen with my own eyes, I think this team is superior to what we've seen in a long, long time at BYU. And so I've been watching this team, and I've watched other teams. I've watched a lot of football this fall, and BYU deserves to be – it deserves better treatment than 14. And I, I think there are some – who disagree with that, but many of the people who I trust and who I talk to, and apparently all the voters in the AP poll, every single one of them disagrees with this uh, committee. So that tells you something's going on. Something's happening that is different. And look, I, I understand that the media members don't always get it right, but they, contrary to popular belief, most of them are fairly objective. I don't think that committee is objective. Oh no, not 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 objective at, at all. In fact, uh, you know, there's so many athletic directors uh, on that committee. They directly, and I mean directly, benefit from having more teams involved in the New Year's Six and the college football playoff. 
Yeah. I mean, this year, if you're telling me Notre Dame and Clemson are are both in contention for the college football playoff, and let's say the Tigers beat the Irish in the ACC championship, every single ACC athletic director in that room, and I, I could look it up again, or somebody with ACC ties, are going to be advocating that they get two teams in the college football playoff. That I mean, well, there are going to be loud voices. Whether that happens or not, there are going to be loud voices that that personally benefit from that decision that are going to be in that room. Well, I don't like flinging those kinds of accusations because people fling them at me sometimes. They fling them at you. You know, you're biased. You you hate BYU. You love BYU. You hate Utah. You love Utah. I get the crap all the time. But And so for me to accuse somebody else of that, it really takes a lot for me to get there. But I'm telling you right now, 64 members of the media – aren't wrong and the committee is in my opinion on this they've mistreated BYU and I'm not going to sit here and cry for BYU all this all that they did the best they could in a scenario I just don't know what else that committee wants them to do and I have come full circle and you know this and I've said this every day we've talked about it uh, based on your urging for me to consider strength of schedule and to think about what that is. But I'm not sure these other teams that are in front of them have really passed that test to the nth degree either. Right. You mean- and so it's, it's, so it's interesting to me that BYU gets shoved down like that. I think it is a tip of the iceberg of a, a train of thought that is somehow wayward and skewed. And, again, I don't accuse people of being biased just willy-nilly because people accuse me of it, and it's not true. It's not true at all. But in this case, I believe it is true. And 64 members of the media and the guys who co- who vote in the coaches' poll, they're just not they're not that wrong. Uh, unless, unless these people in that committee think they're smarter than everybody else, which they do, but and and most of the national reaction to this has been, uh, if not shock, surprise. They really think BYU got uh, got railroaded on this deal, and I do too. And it's unfortunate because you'd like to believe in these people. You like in a time when people are looking for leadership and looking for people who can look at something logically and call it the way it is and not let other things come into the picture that cloudy the whole thing up. I, I just, it, it doesn't do college football any good, you know, for them to, to have these biases this way. And I'm not saying BYU should be in the college football playoff, but 14's too low for this team. And, and, I, and I've come around on that because, like I said, last year I was writing – that BYU is in trouble from a standpoint of biting off more than it can chew. And this year, these guys are better this year. They had younger players last year. Those guys have developed into terrific players this year. And I think Zach Wilson's a fine example of that. He was not particularly good last year. He was not impressive. He made mistakes. He, he tried to make throws that he couldn't make. Uh, not successfully, and I, for whatever reason. This year, he's making those throws. His improvement is vast. And the fact that BYU, because of COVID, had to rearrange its schedule, I think their, their attitude, while I get the train of thinking, the line of thinking, I think it's too punitive this year for this particular circumstance. 
All right, we'll get to more coming up. Stay tuned. It is the big show, but let's jump out to the zone phone. Joining us now, our good friend from Wasatch Medical Clinic. He is Andrew Reinhardt with us back on the big show. Andrew, what's going on, man? How are you? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you guys doing today? We're doing great. Uh, looking forward to a little uh, a little Thanksgiving. You you a big eater on Thanksgiving, uh, Andrew? Do you let it loose? Oh, you better believe it. Oh, yeah, I'm going to town this uh, year. That's what I like to hear. Well, let's uh, let's help our listeners, all right? Let's help them out with their relationships today. Yes, that is what Wasatch Medical Clinic does, is we improve relationships by removing erectile dysfunction. Such a significant problem out there. So many guys struggling and a lot of guys not getting relief with the pills or the injections and just about all guys dealing with side effects. Uh, Our treatments are different. It's acoustic wave therapy. It uses pressure waves to gently open up blood vessels, which means you get natural function. And we have seen a lot of guys of every age with every kind of health condition come into the clinic, go through our treatments and get that spark back with his significant other. So that is what we're doing. We're improving things. We're getting the blood flowing properly, and we're reversing erectile dysfunction. Fix the problem. Don't treat the symptom. Yes, blood vessels. Blood vessels, that's what it's all about. Yeah, at age 20, our blood vessels are probably the healthiest they've been, and the slightest disruption as we age, as we eat, who knows, those blood vessels get clogged up, and that causes ED. So we repair and open up those blood vessels. And by the way, these treatments are pretty easy. Ten minutes. Uh, they're non-invasive. There's no recovery time. You might do a few of them over a couple weeks, and that's it. 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000 is the number to call to get on the schedule. And uh, you always do a lot free for our listeners. We do. And we've added a lot. Um, if you are struggling with ED, if you want to just see if this is a good fit for you, um, the initial step is a consultation with our doctor. It's an exam. He'll conduct a blood flow ultrasound. And we're doing that all free today. So that's pretty cool. Um, we also throw in a little special gift. This will probably help you for the holidays. Uh, produces instant results in the bedroom. And also a lot of guys out there that feel like They've lost ambition in the bedroom. We're doing free testosterone to new patients also. So give us a call now. It's all free. 801-901-8000-801-901-8000. Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you, guys. All right. uh, Utah has a new opponent. We'll talk about it next. 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. highest rated most listened to sports radio afternoon show this is the big show presented by big o tires stop by your locally owned big o tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires big o tires the team you trust this is 97.5 1280 the zone and the zone sports network it's a big show gordon monson jake scott 97.5 and 1280 the zone band of the day today is Bob Dylan covers selected by me and brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. Gordon, I felt like we picked on you a few months ago when we did uh, all Beatles covers and said that they were all better than the original. I thought maybe... The Beatles are the most overrated band in history. Maybe uh, you could have the same opportunity. 
I'm just speechless every time you play that because it's the exact opposite of what I believe. But uh, I can take my medicine. You forced me into it, and uh, I, I did. So we I all know it, but... that uh, you have the controversial opinion of saying that the most popular band ever was the uh, was the, also the best. We know <laughs> the Beatles we know are worse that. than the Monkees. We're all well aware. The Beatles are worse than Millie Vanilli. That's a pretty great cover, though. Guns N' Roses, Knocking on Heaven's yeah. Door. That's yeah, a, the Beatles are worse than Limp Biscuit. <laughs> I tried to make it so bad that people would know I was kidding. Uh, that that uh, that song, I believe, was written for a movie that Bob himself was in called uh, oh, really? Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid, where uh, oh. Billy the Kid was played by Chris Christopherson. Oh. Okay. But anyway, Bob had uh, a, a short desire to become an actor, and it turns out he wasn't a very good one. Okay, can I hear that again, Austin? Can I hear that? The song? I, I wanna, yeah. I, I want to hear that again. Because it really sounded really sounded good, Jake. Yeah, I you love know? this song by both artists. Which do you like better? Um... See, there are some covers of Bob songs that I like better than Bob, and some I don't. I would say this is probably the best version of this song. Yes. Okay. Like, Jimi Hendrix's version is the be- of uh, All Along the Watchtower is definitely the better version of the song. However, I have seen Bob in person in the best concert I've seen Bob do out of the, I think, seven times I've seen him. He closed with All Along the Watchtower, and it's pretty sweet. This is, this is really a good song. <laughs> Sorry. I just had to soak that in. Yeah, we all know what a big Guns N' Roses fan you are, Gordon. Uh, all right. Uh, if they were a country band, maybe. Oh. <laughs> Stop it. All right. Uh, the Utes have a new opponent. Surprise, surprise. Oh, I'm shocked. Uh, and, uh, Gordon, the news broke probably an hour after our show yesterday. Uh, but Utah will now be playing the University of Washington, and they are heading up to... Uh, <laughs> they're headed up to Seattle to do it. Mark Harlan on Twitter answered, somebody said, why are you going to Seattle? And basically Mark's answer was, because the TV truck's closer. And by the way, we don't care anyway. We're just glad we're playing. <laughs> and I, but, but that struck me because I thought to myself, well, that's the attitude we've all got to have. You know, we got you and I have talked about this a lot. We've got to be flexible. It's all right. You know, the, Harlan doesn't need to make a stink about where the game is. Who cares? Let's, let's get it done. Yeah. Uh, here, here. I agree 100%. Uh, UW, though, I think going to be a, a tougher test for Utah than Arizona State would have been. And we only seen Arizona State play one game, so that who who knows if that's I, I don't true. know if that's but Washington. Yeah. But Washington has looked good in their two games they've been able to play so far. Yeah, I, just like everything, most things this season, it's it's just kind of fuzzy right now. And I think Arizona State's a pretty good team. But and is Washington better? I don't know. I mean, they've had more opportunity to play. But uh, hey. in any case, Utah's going to Utah better show up better than they did against USC, or it won't be pretty. Well, here's my the offense. Here's my limited evidence. I think that Washington is is better, and it's only one game. And again, we don't have any evidence. I mean, they beat Oregon State twenty seven twenty one. Okay, game one, whatever. But they hammered Arizona forty four to twenty seven. And if you watch that game, Arizona was physically manhandled. Whereas the week before, when Arizona played USC. Uh, they weren't physically manhandled, and the mm-hmm. quarterback was actually uh, put on a pretty f- good performance against the Trojans. He did not against Washington because they beat the snot out of him. 
And so if if USC was that effective against Utah uh, last week, I Jake Bentley uh, needs he's he's going to be under some pressure. Let me put it that way. Yeah, I, I think you're right. And the quarterback play, as you and I have discussed a thousand times, is so very important. And Utah's going to have to establish the run. The guys up front got to create some space for whoever's going to get the rock and, uh, and, and, and have that offense based off of what it typically is based off of. And that's a solid run game, uh, which they, they struggled with in week one. So we'll see if they can get that rearranged. But uh, this is this is definitely a tough a tough challenge for Utah at this point. Again, if they played maybe two two games coming into this one, then maybe they'd have some of this stuff ironed out. We'll see how quick that ironing went this last week. So Arizona scored twenty seven points in that game against Washington, Gordon. All mm-hmm. of them in the fourth quarter when the game was over. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah. and uh, Washington had five sacks. Against Grant Gunnell, who is a he's a mover. I mean, he he's a mobile quarterback. Five sacks mm-hmm. and uh, seven tackles for loss total for Washington. And their head coach is a defensive-minded dude named Jimmy Lake, which has got to be one of my favorite names. It's just it's like a fun name to say, Jimmy Lake. Sounds like he could have any profession and be the coolest guy in the room. So he could be a PI. In yes. an old timey twenties film noir, film noir thing, yeah. yeah, or you could be a high school uh, jock on One Tree Hill. Yeah, right. That's just a good name. Would you go with Jimmy? Or would you go with Jim? Or would you go with James? Or would you go with Jake? I Jake like, Lake. I like. Jake uh, Lake. <laughs> I like the informality of Jimmy. You know, doesn't it just feel like he could be like your 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 best bud? Yeah, but Jimmy. Yeah, I guess that's, yeah, you can do Jimmy. Uh, that's fine. But the problem is when you're a full-grown adult and you have to introduce yourself as Jimmy. That's the story Jimmy. of little Jimmy. <laughs> of course, we had a president, Jimmy Carter. He, he, I never heard him called Jim Carter. Well, I don't think uh, the coach, I don't think Gordy Chiesa, mine's, mine's the Gordy, right? That's how he uh, introduces himself. Yeah, but J- Jimmy just sounds a little, I don't know. I disagree. I, uh, but Your that, friend Jimmy Boylan, he liked it. Huh? <laughs> but Washington's <laughs> defense, point being, is going to be really, really good. And Utah's biggest issue in week number one was certainly their offense and more uh, appropriate or more specifically pass protection. So that, that's not a recipe uh, for Utah to be favored in my mind. Yeah, <laughs> I think you're, I agree with everything you said, but we saw what we saw last week. And I don't know what other conclusion you can draw at this point, unless it was just one of those off days, off nights, where the Utes were not yet ready to put it all together. Not all we're, of them, anyway. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. Tough to go on the road, even if nobody's in the stands. Uh, still, I, I, I would expect Utah to have to make further adjustments in this game. And we heard way back on Monday that they were kind of split preparing that they had their eye on Washington. So, yeah. you know, you hope for uh, for Utah, Utah's sake that they had uh, the time and, and put in some a little extra effort and they'll be prepared. I have no, you know, I would expect them to be prepared. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 would, not, I would not pick Utah to, to win this game, uh, but I would expect them to make progress. And that's really what this season is all about for the Utes, is just getting better. And uh, normally I wouldn't say that because, come on, 
What is this, T-ball? Come on. No, no, but but this year. Oh, come on. This come year on. is uh, this, year, this year is different. It's, uh, the, you know, the even after this game, they're going to have two or three games left. Uh, so what are you really trying to build here? Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> You're just trying to get better for next year. Come on. That's all. That's all this. That was a productive segment. Uh, I love those come ons, Job. Come on, guys. Job is definitely my favorite. But what what isn't come on the best slash worst argument ever? Come on, come on. <laughs> I don't I don't think it's so bad if you don't use it too much. Come on. I think I've, I've heard you say that to me a few times. Oh, I, I say it all the time. I'm sure I do. Come on, folks. <laughs> folks, a little folksy in there. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. Um, I, I am curious to see as far as Washington goes, you, you know, you transition away from a, a coach that's really effective, and how does it go? You know, Utah transitions yeah. from Urban Meyer to Kyle Whittingham, and I, I would say that's a success story. Not Well, you know, yeah, there initially, some, initially it wasn't. Well, there were some okay uh, – two, what, okay seasons, and then in 07 they started yeah. to ramp it up, and then 08 mm-hmm. was what it was. But, I mean, mm-hmm. I, you can call that a success story, I think. How does how does going from Chris Peterson to Jimmy Lake, how does that go? You know, is it like uh, it was at Boise State where they hand the baton to, you know, three or four different coaches and they all ha- have uh, have good success? You know, how is that going it, to go? Yeah, I see it as a jet taking off from an aircraft carrier, you know. It, it, it takes off, and it doesn't necessarily maintain that z- same exact position. It may dip just a little, but then it soars. Here's here's what I'm uh, what I think is interesting, Gordon. Is Oregon and Washington are rarely good at the same time. <laughs> I wonder why that is. Well, if you go back and look at the history, it it really does prove to be true. At least since uh, you know when did Oregon become relevant again? Late two thousand or late nineties, early two thousands, right under Mike Bellotti. If you look back at it, they're rarely good at the same time. And remember when Oregon was really, really good under Chip Kelly, Washington was going winless. Mm-hmm. So I wonder now that the pendulum is kind of swinging back Oregon's way again, um, if if Washington will be able to continue what they've been doing. I was looking at Jerry Palm's predictions for uh, the playoff and for bowl games, and he has he has Oregon in the in the playoff. I was a little surprised by that. I don't think that's happened. I don't think a Pac-12 school yeah. is getting into the playoff. But I, I do think that there is a chance that Washington might be the conference's best team. Because USC and Oregon haven't exactly mopped the floor with their initial opponents. But Washington's going to play one fewer game because they lost one. Well, and we don't know. Knock on wood for Oregon and USC going forward. But Yeah, and I wonder what part that's going to play in the whole thing, uh, regardless of what has been spoken as counting and not counting against it. I wonder how that is going, how that's going to work out ultimately. But it's funny you're saying all this because you, you were down on the Huskies last year when other people were talking them up. Yeah, you were, you were right. Uh, They were super young last year, super young. And now they're kind of young, but the defense is really, really good. The defense wasn't terrible last year with all those freshmen on it. And now they're all a year older. So I think the defense is going to be pretty good. We'll see about the are offense. You, uh, are, you, are you a big proponent of comparative scores? Because if what you said is true, and it is, uh, then then Washington would look much better than USC. 
Maybe I I think there's a possibility that that could be true. You uh, huh. USC and Oregon have looked a little leaky so far, but but then again, mm-hmm. Gordon, this the, the world is is nuts. They've played they've played two games. USC's played three. Who the heck knows? Yeah, that's why. Yeah, I'm not I'm not big on the comparative score. I am a little bit. I see what you're saying there, but uh, because I watched all of that SC Arizona game, and I'm telling you right now, <laughs> the Trojans were lucky to win that game. Yeah, and then Washington uh, just kicks the uh, yeah the crap out of uh, <laughs> Arizona. Trying to pick which word I was going to go with there. What? <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Come on. Come on. <laughs> All right, stay tuned. We'll have more Big Show next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. How does it feel? This song I've never heard this cover. This is Anne Berlin. Anne Berlin, yeah. Anne Berlin. Berlin with A N on the front. I see. They're great. Like the famous historical figure. Yes. No. Or Anne city. Berlin. Uh, oh, I'm thinking of Anne Bolin. Oh yeah, not not, not Anne Bolin. Not uh, <laughs> no Berlin, but Anne I Berlin. Yes. All right. <laughs> wow. Oh, come on. Uh, yeah, wasn't uh, Anne Boleyn was uh, was Henry VIII's second wife, right? Sure. Pretty Henry sure. VIII, yeah, I am. Come on. Come on. Yeah, if I'm you pretty don't sure. Do this reading, I'm pretty sure she was separated from her head, and that's how she <laughs> met her demise. Isn't that right, Gordon? You're my fellow historian. Uh, <laughs> that you know. I, my wife uh, read a book about that recently, and I and I uh, didn't pay much attention. She told me, but I cannot. I, I think that's maybe true. Yeah. This uh, historical reference brought to you by our friends at Action Plumbing, Heating, <laughs> and Electrical. Uh, spring into action. Mention this ad and receive thirty three dollars off any uh, service. Call today eight zero one eight three three thirty three thirty three. That's eight zero one eight three three thirty three thirty three. Action Plumbing. That right? Did I, did I do it? Uh, they'll be more on time to your home and plumbing needs than we were to their read today. Yes, <laughs> they will be much better than than me. Uh, Chris Mannix will join us top three o'clock hour. Uh, Gordon David Locke top of the four o'clock hour. Then very excited about this. Derek Favors is going to be on the show at five. And uh, you know, Gordon, we were having him on quite a bit uh, back uh, in his last season with the Utah Jazz. I'm I'm hoping we can pick that up a little bit. We had him on. What would you say, like probably three or four times throughout that season? And, and maybe we can keep that rolling because he's, uh, he's turned himself into a really good interview. Well, there's no doubt about that. That was always the case. You know, it's, it's an interesting study because he was so shy when he first got here that he wasn't necessarily a, a really great interview because he was he would just he's he's you can see it. He's introverted. He's kind of an introverted personality yeah, and he's really developed uh, some charisma. I view it a little differently than that, Jake, because I remember the first time I talked with Derek Favors, he said some things that were pretty bold about how good he can be. He could be at that time before he had it. So he was shy. He wasn't verbose. But if you really listen to what he said on occasion, he could give you some really good stuff and and, and let you peek into the way he really thought. Maybe he didn't do that all the time, but he did it some. But he really grew. He really grew up here. I mean, as a player, as a man, you saw him uh, really become comfortable with himself. 
He said something interesting uh, today uh, on his press conference, and maybe we can talk to him a little bit about this, but uh, talked about the brotherhood uh, with his teammates and how he mm. FaceTimed, uh, you know, uh, Donovan and Royce and uh, ex- and talked to, uh, you know, Joe Ingles, text him, all these things. But he, he used that word brotherhood. And, it, you know, it, it made me think that that special season, Donovan's rookie year, I mean, it, it must have really bonded some of those guys. Such an unexpected thing. And you know how when you face adversity, you develop, you know, you kind of further uh, relationships. You, you develop a different aspect to it. I wonder if there's a little bit of that there. Because that season was just so – I mean, it, it started out with the, the punch in the face of Hayward leaving, right? And, you know, it didn't – they were nine games out of the playoffs, if memory serves. And they, they almost waited until the last possible second to mathematically turn it around to make the playoffs. I mean, yeah. it, it was coming down to, like, a game, another loss, and it, it wasn't mathematically possible. And then to go on that run, um, I, I wonder the kind of bonding effect that that had. That, or at least that, that was a thought that crossed my mind when I heard him talk about that today. Yeah, and, we, and I remember that. We all remember the way he was, uh, the way the relationship he had with his teammates, and uh, the, the good feel that was there. And I got that uh, all last year as he was in New Orleans. I You could kind of tell that he missed it here. I, I think that's a real thing. I th- and it's, it's a compliment because some guys, uh, they just don't allow themselves to feel that. And, uh, and Derek does. Uh, our friend Chadwick on Twitter says, Jake, uh, Austin is absolutely correct about Anne Berlin. They are amazing. You should definitely check out their other music. They, they are going to be Band of the Day Friday. I, it's I like, decided. I liked that cover. I thought it was So good. They, they aren't the ones with the head rolling? No, no they did not uh, end up on the guillotine. No, okay. okay. That did not uh, that did not happen. All right, Chris Mannix is going to join us coming up uh, right around the corner. But right now, let's get out to the zone phone. Joining us now, our good friend from Wasatch Medical Clinic he is Andrew Reinhardt. And Andrew, you guys have a, a new well, I say new, newish. I mean, you've been around a couple of years, but a, a, a new way to treat a very, very common problem. Yes, we do. We're treating erectile dysfunction with acoustic wave therapy, and I believe the FDA registered this device in 2011. So. It's been around a while, and you know, you said we've we've uh, we've treated a lot of guys. What's kind of amazing is the clinical studies that are now coming out about this. I think we were the only ones initially saying, "Hey, this works, this works." And every year, more and more studies, including Cambridge, now uh, they put a bunch of guys through this. They do clinical um, trials with it, and they all conclude the same thing: that we can regrow, although they're tiny, we can regrow blood vessels. And just enough that we can reverse erectile dysfunction. And there's so many things I like about this treatment, uh, but the main ones are no medication. That is really cool. And the other one is there's an end date. You do a few treatments over a couple of weeks, that's it. And when you're looking at a lifetime of pills, that's a pretty good alternative when we're talking about erectile dysfunction. And on that note, a lifetime of pills. It's amazing what guys have been putting up with for years. The the side effects has got to be just miserable. Yeah, uh, most guys get a headache um, the next day or a few hours after. Most guys get the stuffy nose and the blurred vision, and sometimes they put up with it. You know, the results are worth it. I can handle it. But for a lot of guys, the pill never works in the first place. And then you factor in the lack of spontaneity 
and the decreased frequency in the bedroom. So there's all these factors involved. And as far as I know, our treatments are the only thing that treat the root cause problem of erectile dysfunction. 801-901-8000, number to call to get on the, on the schedule. And you're doing a lot for our listeners as usual. We are. We're giving away so much for free. We know that ED is a sensitive topic, and sometimes men do nothing at all, um, and the problem gets worse. Call us now. You'll meet with our doctor for free. He'll do a consultation, uh, an exam. He'll even do a blood flow ultrasound. That's all free. We'll throw in a little special gift that I don't think I've ever seen this fail. It produces instant results in the bedroom. And lastly, new patients even get free testosterone to help a little bit with the drive and energy in the bedroom. 801-901-8000. That's the number. 801-901-8000. Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thank you very much, Andrew. You got it. Thank you. 801-901-8000. Give him a call. All right. We've got Chris Mannix, our good friend from Sports Illustrated, coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.